Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, and there have been 
there's been lots of information coming out that uh, individuals striving to enter this country uh, illegally um, are being detained with other people who are trying to enter legally or were, were a part of the process, uh, and that the conditions inside these facilities are horrible and that uh, their families are being torn uh, asunder. And uh, recently there was uh, um, a leak from a private group on Facebook where people who worked in these agencies or who were still working in the agencies uh, were sharing their uh, their views on the people that they were responsible for. And it was very chilling to hear how they spoke of uh, these uh, individuals under their care and about the situation that they're confronting. So um, my response was to call all my representatives and to state that though I did not have all the facts, uh, uh, I was very disturbed uh, by this. Uh, and uh, they were all, you know, they all, or one of the representatives spoke with me and they told me that actions would be taken. So I'm waiting to hear back from them. Um, and I was looking at your page and you also have very strong feelings about uh, uh, this situation. So I'm glad that you're here. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, this is um, a humanitarian crisis. Um, the sad part, and we spoke about it briefly off the air earlier today, mm -hmm. about the situations is it's about human life. We understand yes. we understand the security, health, and all of these other risks that we'll get into in a few moments. The sad part is is that both political parties, Republicans and Democrats, are playing political football with human lives. That is the sad part. Yes, these people are, are leaving these countries to escape persecution. Um, I mean, they're eating out of garbage cans, uh, you know, in, in Venezuela. I mean, you know, out of garbage trucks. I mean, they're they're leaving untenable situations. Now, we have two dynamic views here, and, and I'm glad to be on a spiritual show because if we dealt with humanity in a spiritual manner and we remove the politics, people might be served. Um, but because they have political agendas, you know, uh, that uh, political agendas that uh, they're looking to maintain or keep their power and money, it convolutes things. And, and really the people that we're supposed to be helping were hurting. But more specifically, um, you know, these, this massive influx of, of immigrants coming to our shores, you know, for help, for asylum, or whatever it might be. Congress has to put something in place instead of us, instead of the political talking points, if you will, uh, going mm -hmm. back and forth of the Republicans, Democratic Party. We need, I mean, fine, they, they funded with the $4.5 billion recently for the resources, but you're putting a Band-Aid on a situation that this has to be coordinated with other countries and our government, how we're going to fund this and how are we going to take care of these people that are fleeing here. Now, we have a couple of interesting challenges here. Uh, a couple of years ago, you know, we have the, the, the MS-13, we have the gangs that are using children. We have the terrorists that might use children to infiltrate our country, which is a security issue that has to be dealt with. But from what I understand, we're limited with manpower and money and resources. So what does the government want to do? They want to build a wall to help try to reduce the flow in certain areas and try to control the flow. 
But the sad part is, is even on the other side of the spectrum, you have the Democrats, and they're talking about. Uh, it looks like it appears that the government is looking at it from a security standpoint, but also there's a health uh, aspect to this. We don't know if these kids have diseases, if they have their shots. We have to be careful letting people into our country um, so until we really understand that they're fully vetted. Um, do I agree with separating families? No. Uh, but people have been caught bringing in children that weren't their own, so I, I don't know how they're trying to, to figure that out, but we have to do better. We have to do better with this humanitarian crisis. We need to take the politics out of it, and we need to, you know, Congress needs to really step up to the plate. This is a, a, a humanitarian issue. They're making a political issue, and that's a sad part. Uh, just like we saw the, the other day, uh, the, the father um, and, and the child um, died in the riverbank there. Um, yes. Didn't make it, you know. Um, and that's what I'm saying. This is a humanitarian crisis. It's beyond politics. And I'm glad that I have an opportunity to be on a spiritual show to talk about humanity and the spirit of good that we should be providing, uh, which, which, which is much more important than politics. Uh, you know, we, we have blood on our hands um, by some of these people dying, uh, coming here for help. We have to do better on trying to coordinate with these countries that they're fleeing, helping that those countries with resources uh, before they get here, or 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 and resources at the border uh, for for us to better you know uh, transfer uh, or medical help and or or to you know to help them assimilate here. But we have to do better, and the the talking points of these politicians is not helping the situation because all they're doing is inflaming the rhetoric on the right and the left. And we have people that are dying or people that are starving or, or people that are trying to come here seeking asylum and they're being used as political pawns. And and, and that is the sad part spiritually uh, uh, that hurts me. And, and the fact that uh, we haven't outgrown a lot of uh, you know, the, our past uh, behaviors as a nation uh, I'm Greek, as you know, and uh, a lot of Greeks uh, came to this country after something called Iviokmi, uh, which means the kind of like the you're no longer welcome, you know, you have to leave. And Turkey did what uh, America uh, seems to be wanting to do. Uh, Turkey, on threat of death, uh, told uh, the Greeks that were living there, and the Greeks were living there since ancient times when that was Ionia. Uh, or it was Lydia or Anatolia or Asia Minor had a lot of different names uh, over the centuries. Um, but the Ottomans came and conquered that land. And uh, after the Greeks won their independence, um, they were told at a certain point that they had to leave Turkey. So there was a mass exodus from, uh, from Turkey. And some Greeks wound up in Greece, which wasn't prepared to receive them. And over in this country and someone to the Soviet Union, to uh, the United Kingdom in different uh, you know, places. And uh, here in this country, uh, the reception that they received was they were looked at with suspicion. Uh, and they were uh, classed as colored people because uh, they're Mediterraneans or were Mediterraneans. Yeah. So yeah. the clan started burning the Greek businesses and uh, uh, we we're on the clans list for very many uh, years uh, uh, and that made settling down uh, more difficult but there was a process in place 
And yes. uh, my grandparents went to classes. My grandparents took a test. Then they made oaths. Uh, in the meanwhile, as the time passed, uh, while they were doing that, they were also uh, establishing themselves here despite um, you know hardship. So uh, from what I understand, th there is no real viable uh, and accessible process now. Uh, and that uh, it, it's ridiculously expensive and it takes a very long period of time for somebody who's trying to uh, become part of our society to become part of our society. Uh, yes, uh, it's very, very difficult. I mean, I was married to an immigrant um, uh, before I was divorced, and the process to come here is very lengthy. The paperwork, uh, it's very, very difficult. Um, and uh, we... We have to do better. I mean, we're, we're, we're a nation that we should be doing better at helping people that need help. And I don't know, I'm just a little taken back by how come the Congress can't make a decision on crafting a law or re redoing immigration and fully funding it. So we can take care of these people. I, I don't. I just don't get it. Why don't they? You know, like I said, it's a political football going back and forth. But Congress ultimately has responsibility uh, to make the laws, and then the president, you know, to make the laws and to fund it. So even though there's rhetoric on both sides, it's Congress, Republicans and Democrats, in the Congress that's responsible for fixing this Correct. problem. I, I agree that everyone should be focused on uh, fixing this and uh, to stop with uh, the blame game that's been yes. uh, uh, that's being played. Let's focus on the, the actual problems and try to solve them as people uh, who are leaders uh, in our communities, in our country, rather than uh, partisan uh, players. Exactly. I mean, we're talking about human beings here, and, and, and that's the sad part. Um, we're not talking about structures. We're not talking about buildings. We're talking about people. And I don't, I just, for the life of me, I just don't understand why Congress can't come together. And even when we saw that the, the, the father and the child dead at the bank, I mean, okay, they funded $4.5 Fix the problem. Let's really get down to doing our homework and do immigration reform. Uh, you know, once and for all, this problem has been around for 15, 20 years. And, and and now, between the Democrats and Republicans, like I said earlier, it's sad. Instead of them fixing the problem, they're blaming each other, and they both look bad as a result because they're not solving the problem. I mean, you know, Donald Trump said this was a crisis over a year ago. Um, you know, it is a crisis. It's a humanitarian crisis, and we all need to be on board to fix it. Um and, and we all face difficult questions. Like uh, uh, it's very difficult to uh, trust information these days uh, because uh, in, information is being accused of being uh, false or fake news. Uh, it's been proven that other countries are feeding us disinformation or throwing sticks on our paranoia and our suspicions. And it's very hard to know what is actually um, happening, like for instance, with uh, with climate change, whatever its ultimate uh, reasons, uh, at this point, uh, most people accept that it's happening and that uh, you know the consequences are observable now. And uh, many scientists are stating that we don't have a lot of time. We have to get our act together 
uh, to save everybody. Otherwise, th there won't be an earth to argue over. Um, and uh, uh, I'm very uh, concerned that in all the other things that are um, attracting people's attention and keeping it, some of the basic things like, do we want to be alive in, in a generation or two on this planet uh, seem to be thrust uh, to the uh, corners. Uh, there's that uh, uh, red uh, algae that is affecting people all along the Eastern uh, keyboard, especially the seaboard, especially in the lower part of uh, the country. Uranium is still uh, uh, pouring into the sea and all sorts of radiations off uh, Japan. Uh, there are chemicals in the Atlantic from the oil spills uh, that uh, are now making their way into our food chain. Uh, these are all very important uh, things that are central to life. And by fighting each other, we're allowing these things to continue and to affect us and to affect all life on the planet. Yes, and we really need to take some action. Uh, you know, you talk about climate change and, and global warming. We need to come together as a global community. The highest concentration of carbon emissions is China and India. Um, yes. And, and, and we really need to coordinate uh all together to try to reduce that you know um we are it's unfortunate man is going to harm themselves uh before any outside forces uh harm us and our arrogance um of thinking that we know uh is going to hurt us it's hurting us now um we need more programs like yours we need more spiritual based people that are connected to the universe to help save the universe. Um, you know, us living, uh, we know we live in a world uh, that is uh, physical uh, in our perception, uh, in uh, certain people's perceptions, that the physical is real and that the unseen is not real. We know that that is different. We live in a spiritual right. world. Um, we live in a spiritual world and we function in a physical world. Um, but we have to just keep having the conversation and raising the level of consciousness uh, that we hope people will hear our message. Um, and we hope that they will become more spiritual beings. And, and, and hence, we try to save the planet um, because we're the ones that are going to save the planet, not politicians. Oh, I, I agree. And uh, I, I happen to be fortunate in the, the area where I live. The politicians are very uh, receptive uh, to, uh, and unfortunately, it's not true in a lot of other places, but here the politicians yeah. are very accessible. They'll listen to what you have to say, whether you say it verbally or in, in writing or by email. Uh, they'll bring it up at their meetings. There'll be discussion over it. Uh, you're welcome to contribute to the discussion. So uh, it, it's kind of like representative democracy in action. And uh, even though I don't agree with uh, several politicians in uh, their ideology or their belief on what the best way to do something, I don't doubt their sincerity. And yes. I firmly believe that they're all trying to do their best. We don't agree on how to do it, but they, they want to accomplish something of uh, lasting uh, value. And uh, uh, I'm very encouraged with uh, people like you who are in the political arena, uh, who know what it is to be a leader, who believe in leadership. 
rather than playing politics. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, I'm blessed and thankful, as I've had many conversations with you about my parents, you know, uh, who led by example. Um, leadership is not a position. Leadership is action. Right. And as I and as I say, because you have a title, it doesn't mean that you're a leader. Um, being a leader is difficult. You have to stand up when it's not popular, uh, and sometimes you have to stand up alone. Um, uh, but I thank God, uh, the Most High, for my spiritual convictions that I'm led by, and uh, that's what helps me to be able to. I'm not standing alone per se. The Most High stands with me, uh, as long as it's just and it's right. Um, it's sad that people uh, succumb uh, to the whims of the political uh, system and the politics and the money and and all of the facade things that are not real um, but people attach themselves to and then they find themselves off course with public service Uh, I thank you for the compliment I I just want to be another voice to raise the level of consciousness to try to keep the ship steady on course um and, and that we need more people in government with moral integrity. And I know it, it's very, very difficult, um, uh, but I look at my own past. Uh, uh, moral integrity should be at the highest order uh, of anyone's uh, being in the spiritual realm, um, especially if you want to show love, if you want to do help, you know, compassion, um all these things come from being connected to the universe and understanding the universe. Um, these things are just good. Um, and politicians sometimes have moved away from what is good, and they move to the areas of what's popular, what's going to get me votes. And um, that becomes challenging because when you don't have anything to go to, what do you have? You have an empty person. Um, so, yeah, we, we need more uh people to serve uh, with the goodwill um, in government and uh, and I'm glad that I'm you know I'm, I'm a voice that people will consider listening to to help be a part of the conversation and you're involved in very many uh, initiatives now uh, in the name of uh, social justice in the name of uh, um, equality in the name of uh, bettering the lives of all. Would you care to share a little bit about all the different uh, uh, causes that you're supporting? Yes, and, and thank you very much for giving me that opportunity. Before I go into my causes, uh, for those who have never heard me speak before, uh, my mom and dad were um, public servants, if you will. Uh, my dad um, was in the civil rights movement uh, my dad uh, was a former president of the NAACP. So I grew up in a time where uh, my parents uh, took me wherever they went in the 60s. So um, I was always, community service was a part of our life. Uh, what can we do to give back, not what can we do to get from? So um, this is natural for me to try to, what can I do to better other people? What can I do to help um, as a result of some of my challenges, I, as a matter of fact, there's a, another initiative that you don't know about. My father formed an organization called SICA, Social and Economic Change for All Foundation. And I'm working on that, uh, you know, on behalf of my dad. Uh, another initiative is, awesome. uh, another initiative is um, 
ex-offenders helping people help others, helping ex-offenders transition back into society um, because I know the challenges of transitioning, the mental challenges, the physical challenges, the job challenges, housing challenges. Um, So we reduce the recidivism rate. Those are my two uh, uh, most passionate things. I mean, I'm involved in the the political sphere where I Mm -hmm. I do – I have a national conservative radio talk show. I also have a local uh, radio talk show I do weekly, Patterson on the Web, where we talk about uh, issues that are impacting the residents of of Patterson. Uh, Also, I have the New Jersey on the Web radio show. We talk about issues uh, that impact residents on on New Jersey uh, level. I'm just very, very thankful and blessed that the Most High has given me the mindset and the spirit to be involved in in all of these and all of these things where I can help other people raise a level of consciousness um, where it can better other people's lives as well. I'm just very blessed that I'm in the position to be able to do it. And that's a very humble and empowering way of uh, looking at it. Uh, We are blessed to be able to do something good for uh, our communities, for our families, for um, our nation, for our world. It's important that we, as human beings, the term, I'm my brother's keeper, uh, we are responsible to take care of the universe. We are responsible to maintain the earth, and we are responsible to maintain ourselves and each other. Um, And this program is awesome, raising the spiritual level. Yeah, this this show is very, very important. Uh, raising the spiritual uh, consciousness uh, of people and coming from a spiritual perspective, this show is awesome. We need more people connecting uh, with their spiritual realm because that is our point of origin. Um, And that's where the universe uh, began and that's where it continues to evolve from. Uh, The physical manifestation is just the consummation of the spirit existing. Um, that being said, we're getting into philosophy now. <laughs> That's okay. Our, our conversations have gone for a long time, I suspect. So we go where we go, yeah. and uh, it all ties together. It, it, it does. It does. This show is awesome uh, for that. I mean, these are the type of things that we really need to be teaching our kids about is in education, not only reading and writing, critical thinking. How about early development of philosophy? psychology, of reasoning. Um, these are the type of things that we need for our children. And unfortunately, education today is like a crash course. How many people can we push through? Unfortunately. Um, yeah, unless you have parents that are going to spend time. I'm, I'm blessed that, you know, my kids, that my kids' moms that and myself, that uh, we were able to coordinate and, uh, um, you know, my kids are, are educated. My one son just graduated Rutgers Business with two degrees. My one daughter is, Thank you. My one daughter is uh, with the economic and finance from Rutgers. My one daughter is uh, is uh, her second year at uh, William Patterson. She's going to school to become a pediatric psychiatrist. Uh, wow. And, and I have a 10-year-old daughter who wants to be the president of the United States, so I'm really in trouble. Good for her. <laughs> and she's... <laughs> And she's. Earned, I said to myself, out of all my children, I have an older son too, who is uh, um, 
who is a professional auto mechanic. And uh, and uh, out of all my kids, as myself, my 10-year-old daughter's going to be a politician. Which one likes politics? None of my kids like politics except the 10-year-old. And it's my <laughs> 10-year-old daughter is already asking me about, is already talking to me about Ivy League schools. I says, as long as you keep getting straight A's, we can keep talking about it. So you can get a, right. so, you can get a so you can get a scholarship. But education is very important. Uh, I hold it very, very important with my kids. Uh, uh, critical thinking, spiritual realm. I have conversations with my kids about that, and my kids have conversations with me about the universe. When I, it's ironic. When I get off of my track, my one son, that's twenty-seven, says, "Dad, don't forget about the universe." <laughs> the world, is, and it's very, very interesting, because if you impose, and he said to me like this, you can't. You have to be careful imposing your will upon this universe because the universe will push back. <laughs> very interesting. That at, at twenty-five or twenty-four, he very wise. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I and I'm thankful because that I had something to do with that because it's who I am as well. So my kids are picking up. So I'm blessed that they're picking up. Um, on those spiritual things from their dad, because I'm more spiritual than everyone else, and I tap into that with my kids, and you know, uh, metaphysics, and I, I, you know, I, I ask them to read religion, not to, not to believe in it, but to read, right. understand the various thinking concepts of religion. Uh, I, I don't think that no one should ever impose their will upon another. You share information, and you let them digest it and do whatever they want with the information, but never force something upon anyone. And my kids have been very receptive to that, and I could see that by how well they're doing in school and how well they communicate with their peers. Um, But we have to do that on a bigger level, you know. I have a responsibility to other children, too, to children that are not as fortunate as my kids or who is not as fortunate as myself. You know, we need to be, in this world, more loving and more giving, more sharing, more helping our brother or sister up rather than pushing our brother and sister down. We need to be giving more hope rather than despair in character assassination. You know, we yes, need to yes. be talking. You know, we need to be talking more positive. No one is perfect. We all fall short, but we all have a, a chance every day for redemption through changing who we are to help someone else. You know, and it's no powerful <laughs> to put your mind there. Uh, Astrid, who has the Sussex report immediately following the Age of Heroes, um, yes. she and I had talked about uh, introducing like positive news. Uh, you know, yes, we'll talk about the challenges and we'll tackle the challenges, but let's talk about all the good things that are going on, too, because uh, we live in a world where lots of things are happening, uh, more than we can uh, even focus on. Um, and we found just by doing that for the show, uh, we're aware of so many wonderful people trying to do wonderful things for uh, individuals everywhere, whether it's a uh, uh, on their own or through uh, different institutions, be the institutions governmental or religious or, you know, uh, community. It didn't really matter. The world is full of good people who are trying to do good things uh, as well. And that was very humbling because uh, um, you could focus almost exclusively on that and your life would get brightened uh, a phenomenal degree. Uh, and uh, it, it it was 
something very pleasant uh, to find, but it goes to what you're saying, that uh, if we took the time to listen to each other, if we took the time to share what's in our minds, what's in our hearts, uh, and how we view things, uh, instead of uh, breaking into opposing camps that then have to fling crap at each other or attack each other, uh, imagine how much more wonderful the world can be. Amen. You know, I have a saying. Just because... I think I'm right. It doesn't make me right. Right. And what that means is, is that really if I think I don't know, uh, and like you said, we need to open up, give everyone the benefit of the doubt. We need to listen more. Okay. Because you and you have two different thoughts or three different thoughts. Those thoughts could be one powerful conclusion versus everybody's independent thought being right or wrong right and, and, and that's exactly what you, what you are talking about also I was thinking about while while this show is so awesome is you know we've met we've established a spiritual connection and that's how come you invite me back on the show and I'm very blessed and humbled by that but I have a question is what what else can we do besides what we're doing now to raise spiritual awareness, how do we help people become more in touch, more aware of the spiritual realm? How do we help them to spend some time in the spiritual realm to let go of the physical? How do we work on that? I'm asking the question, I guess, but I'm making a statement as well. These are the questions that I ask myself that I would like to work on, and I would like to work on it with you. What can we I'd do? love to do that. You, you know what I mean? Because it's important. I mean, listen, I'm blessed that I am a that I know that I'm a spiritual being living a physical experience. You know that. You, we know how blessed we are. How can we turn these blessings into blessings for other people? What I've attempted to do, just like we have the political shows where we focus on uh, uh, public service, uh, I have other shows that focus uh, exclusively on spirituality. And uh, initially, uh, I invited people from different uh, spiritual uh, groups or who held different beliefs to come and talk, Mm -hmm. and uh, eventually some of them became regulars. And what we found is even though we might have very strong differences of opinion in terms of uh, where we came from, what this is all about, and where we're going, and what we should be doing while we're here, on a human level we shared certain human values and we could work well within the framework of those values. So one of the things that happened is that people started opening up whatever they were doing to other people. So even if you didn't belong to their uh, particular faith or their particular religion, you're welcome to come and see what they're doing. You know, you, uh, So that was a pretty big step also. And then we started uh, having conversations like you and I are having right now in terms of what can we do. So we picked a few things. Uh, um, One of the things uh, led to this political uh, podcast so that we could start addressing things. Uh, And the other one uh, led to uh, starting to explore uh, how the environment is being affected and how animals are being treated with uh, the climate change. So the second one's a bit flippier now, but it's a real issue. Uh, hunters want to shoot arrows and fire rifles in crowded Bergen County. <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, to, to take care of the funny. It's not funny, but yeah. But it, it's scary. So we started to take action in those concrete areas that seemingly have nothing to do with our uh, spiritual or religious beliefs, but we are spiritually and religiously motivated. And again, even though we believe different things about the ultimate nature of reality, we share this spirituality which unites us all and which connects us to life. And that's what we're operating from. And some people want to dedicate it to their god or their goddess, and other people don't. And that's okay. Right. <laughs> Whatever is motivating you, let's, let's take a problem that affects all of us that we feel strongly about. And we might not agree in other areas, but if we agree that this is important, let's work together on this. And, you know, and we'll sort the rest of the stuff out you know, later. Uh, so that seems to be working pretty well on a small level, but it seems to be working pretty well. You know that's that that's awesome. That is is very awesome. And, and like when we talk about being spiritual beings, that's non-political. That's non. Right. Uh, it's 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 a it's a position that is subs- is suspended from the flesh. Um, and I know it's difficult for people. Uh, it, I mean, it took me a while until I was able to separate myself, uh, understanding my spiritual being and understanding my physical self. We know it takes work. Yes, uh, a lot. Of it. Or, it takes a lot. Of, it takes a lot of work, um, a lot of meditation. Uh, it, 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 you know, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to work on it. You have to work on uh, being and living in the spiritual realm. And now I live in the spiritual realm, and I exist physically, only to function in the physical world. Um, I know exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, and 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 actually, when and you know, when we come from a place like this, we can look at things a little bit more objective uh, because when we're spiritual beings, we take out our biases. Yes, spiritual. I don't have any biases. When I go to my spiritual self, there is no biases. <laughs> Understood. Paradoxical but true, yes. You know what I mean? It's only when I come down to earth and I function within the physical realm uh, do I have the challenges of politics or opinions and all those other things that I have to navigate and, um, and, 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 and deal with. And I think that's where, you know, like I alluded to earlier, is how do we educate kids to get to the spiritual realm? I mean, you know, I went through a lot in my life in order – for me to get to this point, but I would not want anyone to have to go through what I went through uh, to get to this point. How about we make that the topic of our next conversation? Because I just looked at the clock. As always, the the time zooms by uh, way too quickly. (laughs) So we have to do this more often. Um, I will give you a call uh, um, off the show um, like uh, toward the, the end of the week or the beginning of next week, let's sure. spend some time talking about it and let's plan that to be the next show. Uh, Chauncey, how can people learn about uh, what you're all about and tap into what you're doing and perhaps lend a hand uh, to bring forth the changes that you're spearheading? Uh, thank you very much. Probably the best way is uh, it's Chauncey I. Brown, 3RD, at Facebook. Once you get to my profile, uh, I'm very easy to find, and everything else is surrounded by what I do spiritually. So uh, once you go to Chauncey I. Brown, 
3RD at Facebook. Um, you, you know, you'll get to X Offenders. You'll get to, um, you know, um, Sika. You'll get to all the other things I'm involved in. And I also want to make people aware, as much as I welcome your friendship uh, on Facebook, um, please be aware I'm extremely active on Facebook, and I lose a lot of friends because of my activity. Uh, that every time my name pops up or my pages pop up. So I welcome your friendship. Just be aware I'm an extremely active user with a lot of things going on. Um, but I welcome I, I welcome uh, anyone who wants to reach out, Chauncey I. Brown, uh, the third at, at Facebook. And thank you very much for this opportunity um, to talk about the human challenges that we face at the border and talk about the spiritual challenges that we have with humanity today. And I look forward to having more discussions about how we could make human beings more spiritual in our world today. That could be the next and I look forward to it as well. Thank you, too, uh, Chauncey. Have an awesome day, and uh, I enjoyed our conversation very much. You, too. Have a great day. God bless. God bless. We're going to listen to Bonepo Talks for Cry Freedom, and then we'll be back with Astrid and the Sussex Report.
Welcome back to the Elysium Project. Tonight, we are treading the path of public service, and we enter the Sussex Report, hosted by Astrid. Today, her guest is Bill Waitman. So I have my two mythic mentors uh, together, so I'm looking forward to a very deep, uh, insightful, and informative episode. Greetings and welcome. Greetings, Hercules and Bill. Hi, How Bill. you doing, Astrid? How you doing, Hercules? I'm doing great. I'm just going to let you guys do your thing. I'm here if you need me. I'll be paying uh, rapt attention. <laughs> and make sure you like give us a five-minute notice because you know how we can tend to go on and on when we get on to these vital topics, especially concerning the environment and how mankind is doing such a number on it. It doesn't need to be that way. It, it does not need to be that way. And Bill told me we might be expecting a mystery caller uh, from the Himalayas sometime during your show. So uh, I wonder when that happens. Okay. I All right. It will be from the highest place in the world. <laughs> Most definitely. And, Bill, before we start about this one particular aspect that deals with our elements in nature and – we're going to start with uh, Lake Apatcon and their issues. I would like to just give five minutes to a fantastic, magical place in Sussex County called Lust Cross Farms. And as you know, it is 578 acres. There's 23 buildings on it. It is run by a nonprofit heritage agricultural association in conjunction with the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. Um, they have their fundraiser. They have a few of them. They're nonprofit during the year. And uh, the one big one is Lush Croft Day, which will be this Saturday from 10 to 4. They charge a, a minimal admittance fee, which is like $5.00. And they have an amazing amount of things going on there. They will have Dr. Robin Hill Chandler there at 1 at the Carriage House mm-hmm. to discuss the, um, the Lenny Lenapes, their culture and achievements, which is so important. Mm-hmm. And in 
there, it's tied to New Jersey. How could it not be? And exhibits and, and all kinds of activities. Les Cross Farms, isn't it an amazing place? Oh, it most definitely is. Uh, I've, I've been there once or twice. I see, matter of fact, I don't know if you had posted it today or somebody else, but I was, I was, it was reading about that event uh, coming up. So, yeah, I would say it's an excellent place to go. It's, it's one of the key places in New Jersey. I and, uh, was amazed, Bill. I was amazed that it was started by James Turner, who was a stockbroker from Montclair. He used 500K to establish this facility, which was historically significant related to dairy farming and scientific research. And eventually was turned over, and, and it does so many different things, and it's got so many great activities. Really, I, I welcome our, our listeners can't say viewers, our listeners to, if you're not going to go there to one of their activities, go to the website, read the history. It is mind-blowing. It appears, you know, I can't think of it. I'm going to allow stuff her name. Jenny Sweetman of the Herald. Uh, mm-hmm. She does a lot of historical stuff, and uh, uh, she's pointed that out a couple of times. She, I think she does a Sunday column on the history of the county, and she's brought that up. That, uh, that farm and, uh, and the legend. And they do so much in terms of, of, of recreation. I know they have equestrian uh, trails. They do maple sugaring. They do all kinds of things. But I'm very familiar with, um, with the um, area that's known as the, um, uh, the medicine wheel, the Friends of the Medicine Wheel, because I had a friend take I me there. I saw that. You posted that, yes. Yes, and, of course, the, the Moon Sister, um, Crescent Farming, and it's basically all farming. Paul Cardillo runs it. He's a magnificent man and who started it with his uh, partner, Brian Hennessy, who has uh, recently, you know, not recently, but quite a few years now, it passed on. But what a great place, children coming and planting and learning about the, um, the, the way plants all feed off of each other and what they do. It's amazing. It's just a great place. It's magical. We have a lot up up there. I, you know, I don't want to take a turn on this, but uh, my friend uh, last week uh, uh, played a role in the uh, naming of the um, at the state park. Uh, they included the veterans, which were supposed to be included from the beginning. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, there are amazing places here. And then we'll go directly, because we have so much to cover, directly into the other news, which is not so good with Sussex County, and that is a closing of uh, Lake Capacon in terms of swimming. And they say you can still do boating, but it does not look like this is going to end very soon. It, I think it basically had started around um, June 17th with the, with the algae, the blooms getting out of control, and uh, it's getting progressively worse. It is the third lake so far that's been affected in New Jersey. Lake Apacon is a huge lake. It is the largest lake, freshwater uh, piece of, of, of water in this state. And it's amazing that it has allowed, has been allowed to get to this point, you know. And I looked a little bit into um, uh, how they basically would um, take care of the lake. And I was shocked about the fact that they've had a commission at one point, and it was funded because it encompasses 
so many different uh, communities. And then all of a sudden, um, through the years, the funding just went down the tubes, and now it's basically funded by grants. Not good. So, um, you know, that's that's an issue. And I know they had a meeting. It was in, um, in Lake Apacon. It was with a DEP official, the commissioner. She attended a standing room only meeting. People are very concerned. You know, they're being told, uh, do not drink from it. Do not fish. Don't swim in it. Oh, but you can go. Um, you basically can use your boats. That's about it. And they're going to have another meeting, and they will continue. I guess this is going to be a chapter installment type of a thing. And uh, we'll see where they go from there. Uh, what is your take on, on, on all of this, Bill? Well, I guess Bill got cut off, and I'll have to call back in. So I just basically want to fill I'm people in. Here. Yes, I don't know. Oh, they're good. I don't know what happened to our bill. He probably has to call back in. But I did send a. Um, no, a I'm case. here. I'm here. Oh, great. <laughs> a fact sheet. I don't know in. What I sent you know a fact what I sheet in. Say, what? And I've got Hercules there too. I here down here, and I've heard in you know Mississippi, the Mississippi River today was another large uh, body of water that's uh, now having issues, and people swim in that, and people swim in the Delaware as well, but. I understand from down here that you should not go in the water in any extent, even a boat. Uh, I agree, but they're saying you can, and I assume it's economics because people have they're up in a tither. It started like a pack on and um, the Fourth of July weekend. People are just berserk. But you're right yeah. now. Um, from what I'm reading, these are and you know from Florida because. This is not something new. From what I'm reading, it's all over the U.S. of A., and it was very prolific at Lake all Erie. All states have had these problems. All yes, Lake Erie was a horror. And it's Florida really is bad. And i got to tell you, uh, uh, Astrid, I didn't realize that uh, I was a challenger anyway. I went on the beach. I, I, last year, let me tell you about Florida. And, uh, you know, I live on a lake in New Jersey. I live on Lake Stockholm, okay. uh, which is, like I, like I said in the newspaper piece, it's like a stone's throw almost from Lake Apacom. Uh, I was t- I, I, last year, I got out of a car 500, a couple of hundred yards away from the beach. And as I walk closer, uh, and, and the, the shore area, and the Jersey Shore now has issues too, uh, I started to smell this stuff. And it started to make you cough. So we got back in the car. This year we came down here, and uh, we uh, it, I, my daughter came here with us, and uh, they weren't problem. They had no problem at all, and they had a little baby, my daughter and uh, son-in-law. But we were sick for 20 days down here. We couldn't even travel home. I mean, it was we were bedridden. We went to uh, two doctors. Uh, it's it's horrible if you have. Uh, if it gets into your lungs, and I had an infection in my lungs, it can kill you if you're worse off than I am. Uh, I was near the edge. I mean, everything bothers you. And it, it's, it comes from, first of all, there was thousands of dead fish last year. And I'm going to make a little political attack. We had a governor in this state who's now in the Senate. 
Uh, the voters here, there's uh, 5 million more Democrats than Republicans, but they imagine to elect another Republican governor. And this guy was terrible, Governor Scott. And he's now in the uh, now he's uh, he's got Trump's right ear. And the other thing is we got a governor now who's a zany character. And you know you have to take drastic action. Last year they I don't care what they did have boats out there. Lake Apacheon could do the same thing if they're going to go in boats. Pull that algae out, get it out, clean that water up. Don't let citizens risk themselves. Uh, uh, you know if anybody with a with a, an immune system that's kind of shot, and I'm a kidney. I don't think I've ever said this here, but I'm a kidney transplant patient. So you know, and you have to be extra is. careful, most definitely. That's right. But, but these are these that, are what I'm basically uh, what I'm hearing in terms of the. And if you go to different sites, you hear different things. Of course, it's always different from the DEP. But these are some of the symptoms and some of the things that can happen to you. And and add to it as, as I finish. Skin rashes, eye irritations, gastroenteritis, flu-like symptoms, respiratory issues. Uh, that's some of it. And then they say do not eat the fish. Shellfish cannot be eaten. And that these animals, what it basically does is it goes into, it attacks the brain and the liver. So if you're eating them, you're ingesting those issues that, that they have. Oh, Down here they dump six million Fresh scallops, clams uh, that you know they've try, tried to clean up and put back into the uh, into the Gulf, and uh, that's going to pose a risk on them too. You're right. Of course, you eat shellfish you have to watch. You have to watch out anytime because it's usually raw. Right. Uh, I, well, it says here the toxic really and harmful problem. effects are to people, to fish and shellfish, marine ant mammals, and birds. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to tell these poor animals, birds, and shellfish? Nothing. They don't know. They're going to do no. what they naturally do, go into it. And they, and you were correct. They're saying it is not airborne. It's only if you touch it. But I am reading at other sites that it is airborne and that if you have a problem, respiratory problem, you will develop asthma and respiratory distress. Well, that's what I had respiratory distress. And wow. that's, last year I was lucky because I didn't get anywhere. I got to, to the edge of the you know the beach area, and it was so potent. Now, I, I live in a small lake uh, in, in Sussex County, and, uh, uh, you know, I worry about other issues too, which will feed into it, because uh, you know about this. Uh, the, the, um, the mine on top of uh, Sparta Mountain is right, right above my lake. Uh, and, you know, I don't understand it. You know, I went to the hearing uh, about two years ago. I didn't get a chance to talk. I've written about it. But they've been cutting down trees, and there's an mi- old mine there, uh, you know, uh, the Edison Mine, and it's, above, it's between Ogdensburg and Sparta. Right, and I'm aware of it, yeah. Washing down, washing down in our lake. And uh, I have a friend, uh, Hercules, no, I've mentioned his name. His name is uh, Eric Dawson. He does a radio show in Newark. And they talk about pollution in the Newark water system, but if the lakes, you drive, I don't know if you, you drive down Route 23, uh, and Lake Apache. 23 and 80, very often. There's all lakes there. You know, there's there's our lake, there's Sparta Mountain Lake, uh, our lake is Stockholm, uh, there's Lake Tamarack, uh, there's uh, there's about three or four just on Route 23. And those lakes all feed into the Newark Reservoir. And, I uh, think people are unaware of the fact that that there is major runoff, 
and that there are watersheds, and there are a multitude of watersheds that affect all of these, the reservoir and all of these large bodies of water, they all dump into them. Yes. We, back in 64, we had a drought, and even Lake Apacong was open to feed the cities below with water. Right. Uh, I had to get, that, I was a little kid, so I had to get out. My mother said we had to go home because <laughs> we had a summer house there. But water is a very precious commodity, and, uh, you know, I, I know that in the uh, Flint, Michigan case, there's now a court case going against the uh, former governor. So yes. he looked the other way, and uh, 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 you, I w- hope that you come on my show after this, but uh, we'll have somebody that, uh, with the, uh, that's involved with the Highlands region through the Sierra Club. Oh, and, wow. Uh, uh, we're essentially even Sparta Mountain. I think he'll probably correct me. But even Sparta Mountain, I believe, which is above my lake, uh, is part of the Highlands region. You know, I don't know how many hundred acres it is. Right. Uh, they've been protests. But, you know, uh, this was a Chris Christie move, and it continued with this administration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, my lake, as a kid, it was crystal clear. It got really dirty and weedy. And then the DEP came in, and they dug it out, and they probably dug a couple of other lakes. We're still paying, you know, this is going on maybe five years. We're still paying a fee for that. But sure. Again, it, this water ru- runs into an urban city. And I've told this to that Eric Dawson. I, I've, I've mentioned it so because he's always campaigning against the mayor down there. But this is water that has to be checked. A Franklin, I don't want to get him in trouble, but uh, a Franklin guy who worked in the town told me that Franklin uses uh, was using uh, fracking waste to melt the ice on the streets. Uh, that's not a good thing, I don't think, especially around water areas. And I don't well, know if the you state know, does the, that this too. Is, this is a, an issue because I started looking into the different causes, and they named so many things. Going, but going back to wonderful Mr. Rick Scott in Florida, he okayed a repeal of a specific law that was aimed to homeowners. Is aimed to having them having their septic systems checked every five years because Florida, the huge amount of the homes are septic driven. And I don't know if people know right. what a septic system is. They need to look. But this is what they said. They had to be inspected because the septic, septic systems can leak and leach and go into a body of water and cause the high uh, E. coli and a whole lot of other issues. And what happened is he repealed it. It was signed into law by him. It was spearheaded by the former Senator Charlie Dean, who's Republican, and because they said, well, we didn't want people to get upset. And after that, it got progressively worse. That was in 2012 this happened. And then it got progressively worse in Florida in terms of of um, we, what was happening with the water. And you're right, it's, temp- it's a combination. It is runoff. I mean, you see with the climate change, the amount of rain, torrential rain we are getting in the Northeast now, it's horrific. The hot weather. That's right, you have, that's going to continue. You're right. And then insufficient cold weather to kill off the weeds in the bottom of a lake. That is an important factor. Uh, you have to monitor fertilizer. You cannot be using tons of nitrogen 
And, and listeners out there, if you have anything, if you're doing all of this fertilization, then you know, fertilizer is not good near a bodies of water or watershed areas that leach into, you know, bodies of water. Well, you, that's, that's scary. You know, we, as we were kids, I said the, the water was clear. By the way, I, yeah. I have to replace the septic system. I was hoping that we were going to go into the, uh, to the water system. I mean, I almost lost my life fighting for uh, the town of Sussex uh, because a water company wanted to take over their water system and get involved with the, uh, uh, what do you call the water system? It's in Hardiston. Uh, it's, a, the, uh, it's a political plum. I mean, everybody. Oh, I know it is. I can't. It's one of the watershed. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's an artisan. So they tell us that the lakes can hook into that. Well, that's nonsense. Vernon was is hooked into it in part, and it has lakes. Uh, Sussex was going to be uh, linked in uh, because one, the water company wanted uh, Sussex uh, Reservoir. It's a very high uh, level lake. Uh, near High Point State or uh, in, or on High Point State Park, not right. Lake Marcia, but a huge lake. And uh, the water company, we beat them. They almost killed me. They uh, I got hit by a car deliberately. But uh, the thing is that, uh, yeah, I I have a septic system. I got to change it. I wish they would have gone to you know when they cleaned the lake, hooked the pipes into you know it's Hardison's Hardison's where it's located, but you know. Uh, a lot of political leaders are involved from different towns, and uh, you know everybody maybe should be hooked into that system because we don't need these kind of uh, septic systems. We need yeah. the, the big problem with planet. some of the areas up here is the um, how mountainous it is. I, mean, I live in a mountain range, and I mean I'm lucky to God that we they started with cell towers because <laughs> it is unbelievable. I mean, you can only get a couple channels up here I don't way know how back you when. Down in the winter, I, I used it, to deliver a newspaper. For my son, I wound up being the one delivering the paper. I worked Lucky in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that. And I went up in a place in places in Sparta that are not on any maps, and they were on top of mountain ranges. And I'm not talking about Sparta Lake. You knew that that broke this uh, dam a few years back. Yes, and, it and did. A, you know, yes, we had like did. an unusual 15-inch rain or something. Uh, but. Uh, you're right. I think septic systems, uh, better waste management should be involved. Right, uh, right. People that, uh, you know, people don't need to have the best lawn in Sussex County. Agreed. Go uh, natural. <laughs> and the other thing, too, that's very important, and people don't realize is they started it, you know, back in the, the um, 60s, of being more mindful of the laundry detergent you use because heavy phosphates yes. contribute. Phosphates and nitrogen contribute to these blooms. It's an overgrowth. They're natural. Algae is natural. But then there are certain conditions that come together that make it become prolific and get out of control, and that's where the toxicity comes in. But uh, phosphates, there are a lot of great things to use. You know, like I gave up using laundry detergent a long time ago. There's a great product with ZumClean that basically uses something that was used a long time ago, bicarbonate. There you go. And oh, yeah. There you go. Washington. With oil, a little bit of the natural essential oils, and I'm telling you, the clothes come out great. You don't have to use another horrible thing, which is a disgusting thing to do with the dryer sheets, because that's another toxic thing. But uh, people have to be mindful as well. And then, again, the budget cuts, 
people, you know, these different departments that are sub-departments of the DEP, you know, the Watershed Management Group, um, the one commission that was in uh, Lake Habakon, all of these subgroups just have been cut to ribbons, and they're not doing management. Now, I don't know, like with your lake, um, they basically test their water, right? You, they, they constantly test different areas. Well, we, have a, we have a water system. It's, it's in the woods, a drinking water. Some people in the lake still have wells. I, I, yes. had a, I had a house that burned down, but I loved the water. I had it mm-hmm. tested. It was well water. Now I have the uh, lake company water, and okay. uh, you know the prices have gone sky high. Uh, I tell my family, I like water. Um, I have to drink bottled water. I mean, big bottled water. And uh, because I, I had a transplant, and uh, I and can't. You have to be very take careful what you take in, exactly. Because if there's any and virus you know, they, or bacteria or anything in it that could be acceptable to other people, it's not in your case, no. Yeah, it would kill me. And I, I read it, there was lead in that, uh, you know, they put out a water report, but you never really hardly see it. And uh, I'm sure other communities, too. I don't know about the town of Sussex or Vernon, but I would check in every town. Uh, people have a right to know. You know do, uh, that's another thing. Going back to the right to know, there is the right to know law. That if you can go to your – because almost all of the lakes are uh, incorporated and they're private. So, therefore, you have a board of directors, and you have a right to go to the meetings – and if they say no and say, well, then I want an open part of the meeting, and you can go into closed session, Robert's rule of, of uh, order, um, you can do that. And they ha- must carry, you know, the, the testing of the water. And, and if they incorporate a, a system into their lake, which is a management system that comes in and tests the water, because very many of them use um, – certain type of chemicals to control weeds. We're not talking the blooms, but so that the lake does not die off and that you have some basic weed control. Um, but you have a right to know what's in the water. You do have well, a right sure to do. know. I mean, uh, I don't see the wildlife. I mean, I, I about 10 or 15 years ago, I had a, a sailboat, and I remember seeing otters in the lake. And I mean, I was enthralled. I mean, I, I would go out in the lake with uh, some kind of boat and fall asleep while the, the otters were swimming around. But yes, right. you have to be on top of this stuff. I mean, I remember, you know what I use as a, a touchstone? If I go into the lake or any lake, I like to see my feet. You know what I mean? I sure. look down and, and, and if it's brackish and all that, that's not good. I mean, uh, down that's here. That's built from all the decay of different weeds, yes. And you will have, like I know with our lake, they have the freshwater clams and mussels. You have the little raccoons yeah. and eating them. That's a good thing. But it's very easy to have a, a die-off of a lake when things are not kept in check. So it's very important to find out and go to the meetings of the lake and find out what's going on and see if they're testing the water. And they, they have to by law because, you know, they have a certain percentage of what's allowable, and they have to um, also know, like, what nutrients are in it and, and uh, you know, the E. coli they're always testing for and, and, and then minerals. You know, when you have a well. You hit it on the head for me with the, uh, the lawn because they are pouring all this stuff into, into their lawns, especially along. Uh, you know, along each side of the lake, sure. uh, and that's bad. And uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. 
I think that should be stopped. Along their septic, when they dug out that lake, they found septics. Now I don't know if they, you know, that weren't that were just draining into the lake. So right. I mean, I don't know if that happens in every lake. I mean, we have a little lake named Summit Lake. It's a little run down. That's uh, that big water company actually bought their water company, which I tried to stop. But um, yeah, that's because that's precious water. Each one of those lakes flows into a city. We have to be responsible. Most definitely. Let me tell you the story. When I was uh, 22, 23, I jumped into a government uh, project called uh, uh, PEP, Public Employment Program. And, you know, um, uh, I was in Newark doing it. And uh, a guy came in, a kid came in, and he lived in Glen Ridge. And he said, uh, I want the job for water tester. You were just talking about that. I said, well, you don't live in Newark. You can't have that job. That's for Newark. You know, I got into an argument with the director and Lucky I had a statistics background because I got dragged down to Trenton to uh, to, to do research uh, that, that changed my life and hopefully helped some people. But, to, uh, you know, they were cavalier. And when this all went along, I complained, and they started looking for the Newark Water Commissioner. You want to know something, Astrid? He was living in Florida full time. Oh, boy. You know, so and I swear that's true. <laughs> and he got fired. It made the Star Ledger, which was a much better paper then than it is now. Actually, all our papers. Matter of fact, just off the record, the, you know that the Herald got bought up. Yes, I do up, know. And it bought up. Yeah, now they're joining the other Gannett papers under another company. And, yes, you know, and, and we won't go into that. I'm sure you know the origins of that other company and its leanings and what's going to happen to the amount of news, the local news, what is going to be put forth and what's going to be, be allowable and how slanted it's going to be. It's very slanted now. It's slanted now is right. It's going to be even worse. You guys I, I, asked I, I, me I, I, to know when we have five more minutes to go. Uh, oh, so thank you. Five more minutes. Uh, if you want to continue, Bill, your surprise guest hasn't called, and your your guest over the next segment hasn't called yet either. So if you guys want to keep on talking, uh, I could let you know when your guest calls in. How's that? Okay, we might have to. It sounds like a plan. Okay, right. It sounds like a plan, but yeah, it's frightening, Bill, because there are all of these different, you know, um, commissions set in place to be monitoring it, and, and I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, but a few weeks ago, I got very involved into what was happening in Vernon and how long they had to wait for the DEP to, to rectify yes. the situation with that horrifying dump that that man was doing illegally in terms of dirt. And finally, after years of them setting up groups, you know, setting up all these different groups and persisting, and then Josh Godheimer got really involved with it, and finally, the DEP came and tested again, and lo and behold, all of a sudden, now they found that there was some truth to the fact that there were levels in the soil that were, had contaminants, and people were concerned about their wells. Because what do you do when the underground water is, gets contaminated? That's it. You can't sell your home. You can't drink the wood. You can't even utilize the water. And now there is a new law in New Jersey, and realtors are not happy about it, saying that when you sell a home, and if it's well-driven, the well must be tested and inspected. 
hello, you would think they would have realized that should be done, just like with septics, because they do inspect septics. But some people never leave yes, their homes, they Bill. They, they never leave their homes. So how do we know what's happening? Well, I left my home. I left my son in it and his family. <laughs> I need a new septic, and I'm pretty that's between twenty five and forty thousand. Most but definitely. You, I think they may leave. <laughs> I want. Uh, that's why I came down here. They uh, they they had a they had a move, so they moved to uh, my house. Uh, but they've already broken things. But uh, yeah. And so, that, you're that, right. That septic systems are very involved because I, I when we, we had to replace ours and, and and I didn't fool around. I mean, we it just wasn't working correctly in terms of the water going down to the shower and you just got a reputable company and that's important too. You cannot do shortcuts with something like electricity, plumbing, septic or wells. You cannot do that. Well I know from electric well my son's an electrician, but I hired a brother in law to do some wiring, Uh-oh. and uh, they, it was in Europe. We came back. We get, turned on the electric. He was there, and we burnt out the pole somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so we had our local – we had the fire department. And at, at that time, this was I don't know how many years ago, uh, Jersey Central Power and Light was on strike. So we had to get the, uh, you know, um, the senior staff to come out. It took a while. It's wow. all important. You know, we live in an area, you know, uh, where Christie wanted to add, add septic systems so that he could put more houses up there. That's, that's what it's all about with these You guys. are it's, so right. We have Lake a one The homes are close together in Lake Capacon, and I don't remember when the laws changed, you know, when there was, uh, you know, uh, uh, an updating of the laws saying that you could have, you know, they would grandfather the lots that you did have, but you couldn't build on it, but you had to have a specific amount of acreage for your home and your septic system. Like I know when we replaced our septic system, it looked like a, a huge in-ground swimming pool. I, and it was amazing. You know, we had a dual system. I mean, it was so complex, you know, but I know were, I had to have a, I had a yard that, uh, that this house burned down, but I had to, I had to have a pump to pump it uphill. So, yeah. I mean, it was in my front yard, but I had a front yard that went right, and it had a hill portion, and it went up the hill. And uh, when we bought that house, you're right, nobody checked. It was a can. It was basically right. something that looked like a garbage can in there. It, you know, we never had any problems because we were, we only came up for the summer. Then right. I moved into that house, and uh, then I had problems. And uh, in my house, uh, uh, I, I had the water hooked to a different different thing, but I have an autistic grandson, and they give him a tubby every night. And I'm when I'm there, I don't like that because, you know, he's he's autistic and he could drown. You know, the tub water he likes it high. So right. when I'm there, I stand there by the door, and I most I definitely, there. yeah. You know, yeah. I I don't know, I, you know, I can't. I, I love him. I mean, I would never get over that. But uh, you know, that's uh, all kinds of things are going on. You know, people dump crap in the woods, including chemicals and and other stuff. Uh, and we're we're basically in Newark watershed play, uh, stuff. I, yes. And I I kind of see, and this is going away from the water. But I became a big fan of the even the bears. I mean, I had bears in my yard. I had this bear pedal, 
I don't. You probably I wrote a story about it. I heard about pedals. Yes. <laughs> and he he would come around. He would go as far as uh, by the. He wouldn't go to the Rockaway Mall, but he went into the town of Rockaway, which is a distance. He was. Uh, I, I saw him walking across. We had a road. You might have went on it, Hollow Mountain Road. Right. And um, he, uh, I saw him one day walking. I'm saying, why is a dog, a, a bear, not a dog, a bear? Walking across the street on his paws, front paws. But that was him. We came around uh, while we, our house was we were moving into a new house. We lived. Uh, we moved to Jefferson for a couple of months, and uh, he was hanging around that yard because there were apples there. I don't know what what kind of hunter shoots that kind of an animal, because the people were raising doing a good a GoFundMe thing to you know ship him to New York State. Deep in the I woods. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't have a chance. And I, I wish the hunting season. I don't see as many bears. I don't know where if you do, but now you know this is what's interesting because do. just like the ecosystem goes through changes and how it affects one change affects so many things like the algae blooms going berserk mm-hmm. and then affecting the fish and and people uh, and birds. Same with the animals in the sense that, you know, people started to be more cautious with their garbage up here. And you found that the bears, it's not just the hunt that we're cut numbers down, but the bears are moving down more south. You're seeing them in Bergen right. County and this and that. What we're seeing this year, and it's funny because a few years ago, I was like the cat lady of our lake because I was trying to round up all these feral kitties that were just mass producing. Oh, what a horror. And this year, hardly any because got coyotes. Boxes. The coyotes. The I think boxes. the bears keep the coyotes down. You think yeah, the bears do it or the all over the lake, you see signs of, of lost kittens. And let me tell you, you're never going to see that kitty again because yeah. you have a huge amount of foxes as well as the coyotes. Oh, that in broad daylight, we see them running all over the place, and they are attacking the smaller cats. The other thing we have, and of course you realize that if you don't have the cats, now all of a sudden we have chipmunks because the cats go I, I, wild over the chipmunks. They come in my house. Yeah, I don't know how to get through the door. They're so cute. (laughs) Well, you know, if you have a cat, like we have this one big cat, you know, Pupzilla, we call him, and he just loves chipmunks, so I have to keep an eye on him. But so now we have the chipmunks, and another thing that I've I've seen them everywhere, not just up in Sussex County, but tons of hawks. Oh, yeah. Lots of hawks everywhere. I was down at the PNC for a concert, and there were hawks shrieking above us, I'm like, even here. And um, we saw a hawk pick up a squirrel and fly up with it oh. into the woods. <laughs> well, you know, I got to tell you, this will be a story. I don't know if you li- the listeners will care about this, but uh, <laughs> I had a squirrel that came into my house on Christmas, and he stood on a bookcase. I didn't see it. I don't know. He stayed there the whole day. What, what happened? I Hello? think we're getting a call. Yes. Is this your guest coming on? No, it's me coming on. Uh, The board, the board, uh, um, all of a sudden glitched and uh, cut me out. And then when I tried getting in the normal ways, it wouldn't let me in. So I had to go back into the board and bite myself. Well, you know, aren't you resourceful? (laughs) What happened? You're very resourceful, Hercules. 
I try. I have no choice. I want this to succeed, and so I've got to do everything I can to, to make it go forward. No, nobody's uh, called in yet, Bill, so I guess right, it's just you, the both, of, both of you. But Hercules, this is amazing because it goes back to what we're always saying about, you know, when you break a, a part of the chain, it, it has a major effect. It's just cyclical. It's like dominoes. And, you know, whether it be the bear, whether it's this or that, because we're talking about the animal population changing drastically up here. And yes. it goes in cycles. But we have all of these hawks, minimal bears, no cats because of all the foxes. And, and and it's the same with these blooms, these toxic blooms. You know, like now I mean, it's affecting everything, the whole cycle. It, it will kill animals, too, I think. Yes, yeah. it will. Some animals, these, you know, it's really potent. Uh, Most definitely. And, you know, and, and they're basically saying there is nothing they can do, that it has to. This particular um, toxicity is... Um, it is a, what is it called, micro, there's a specific name to it here. I have to look, there's so many names of everything. Um, it has a specific name. So it, it is a, a harmful algae bloom, an MAB, but, you know, from it, because it starts to decay, it creates other problems. So, that, you know, it's not just one thing because it doesn't go away. The algae die-off when it decays depletes the oxygen, which is another issue. So right. um, I also... And you know what? I, Go ahead. In, in my lake, um, one thing that upsets me is they allowed electric boats now because that's also harmful for some of the wildlife. And, sure. uh, you know, the algae bloom is going to simply die and fall into the dirt yes. uh, in Lake Apatong. And, uh, you know, it'll get into streams because there are streams that flow out of it and other lakes because, like I said, in 1964, they closed all our lakes in Sussex County and opened the flow to the cities below. So all this stuff will continue down. And, uh, sure. Uh, and my lake, which was dug out, really, I know there might be some listeners from Stockholm, but I, I don't think it's as clean as it was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Maybe that can't be done anymore. All the things that you cited about the people with fertilizer and uh, uh, other stuff produced bad things. And small lakes, too, can get this algae bloom. Yes. Whether it's red, blue, green, or whatever. Exactly. And it'll have effect on fish and everything else. And the Most bears, definitely. I think, was, you know, I, I, we mentioned otters. I, ne- I haven't seen otters since. I don't know if, uh, you know, um, i got to tell you something, and I hope I, well, I don't care if I anger people. I would not swim in Franklin Pond, nor would I allow my kids to swim in Franklin Pond, because the last time they dug it up, they only dug up half of it, and they left the soil. That was a, uh, what do you call it, waste site. A, um, uh, oh, my gosh. a sighted waste site. And, you know, we used to, our kids used to swim in there. They're grown up now. Now their kids are, are, would, would, might have a chance to swim in Franklin. I don't think my son would let my son's grandson swim there. But if that is a joke. I mean, the town's being sued because uh, a woman was uh, breastfeeding her child, which is not against the law. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, the former assemblyman, assemblywoman went too far and, and ran on the bay, uh, made an outrage of the whole thing. But Most definitely. That lake, you know, uh, Sparta, uh, Lake Mohawk empties into that. Lake Mohawk, I think, is fairly clean, but Lake Mohawk could also be susceptible to an algae bloom. I don't know if it's happened before. Uh, I, you know, things have changed. Everybody, when they move up there, they want a motorboat. You know, I don't have any problems with motorboats, but... 
everybody will eventually want one. It's a beautiful lake. There's water skiing, I understand. But my lake's a half mile long. I don't see the need for an electric boat. Uh, I'm, I'm on a small lake as well, and no elect- you only can have electric, no fuel. And I know no, that fuel is really bad. Culver Lake, I was amazed. Like years ago, a friend of mine was there, and she said, well, we can go swimming. And I went there, and they had little children in, like, the kitty area, and the boat launch was right next to it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, well, who thought of this, that it was convenient? And, and why would you have a boat discharging fuel as it goes, you know, goes to and fro, the water, I can't understand. with little you know children right near it? Oh, There are uh, lakes, uh, all the lakes in Sussex County, and uh, even uh, in a township like Newton, which flows to the pool. I think they're swimming. Uh, I forget where they're swimming now. Uh, they're up in another they're, town. They're getting shipped bus to another town. In another county, Warren County. But yes. they all have their championship at Culver Lake, you know, all these kids. And there's also, I, I don't believe Culver, Culver Lake's in the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, league, but that's where their swim, uh, swim meets are. Maybe they compete, too, uh, at that. It would be better they use that uh, rich kids school for years. I can't think. It's in Warren County. Uh, God, governor's kids went there and everything else. Um, but, you know, that is dangerous to have that kind of uh, stuff going in there. And, again, there are kids that could be susceptible. We just had down here, we had a flesh-eating, a woman died of uh, flesh-eating disease that uh, got into the water. She had a cut, she went in the water, and she died two, three days later. And that's a horrible way to go. I, I just read that, and this, and this is the thing that's really frightening, Bill, that our water, our, our elements, our water, our air, they're so precious. And, and to do things that are very ego-oriented, that's how I see it is, very ego-oriented, I want a big boat and I want to go fast. And, um, and companies that, that are discharging all of these horrific things in the water, and, and thank you, President, for, for um, lightening all the rules now so, you know, coal can be more toxic, the air can be ruined, and water control, like the water, Clean Water Act is being affected now with the EPA. Um, these are things that can't be rectified when, when this happens, when you start letting up you- with... with with uh, restrictions and and controls, you have to have them. I, 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 probably their phones didn't work, but I had people that were going to come on tonight from the country of Bhutan. I think I sent you some pictures. Yeah, and oh. and they're swallowed. You know, they're in between India and China. Now right. India doesn't give a damn about pollution. I don't. I hope I'm not offending any Indian Americans, but they really don't. Their skies are black. China is getting a little better. But here's a little country of 750,000 people in between them. Uh, it's bad enough living in between them because either one of them can suck them up. But, right. uh, you know, they, there's no – they don't have they – they don't allow mountain climbing and they don't allow skiing in this country. But it's, you know, 25,000 – much of it's, you know, thousands of feet above sea level. And, uh, uh, you know, you look around. I, I, saw, I, I, I don't know if I sent you the right picture, but there was a guy chopping ice and rocks from a landfall that covered a road. Yeah. You know, they they have cars and buses. I don't know how anybody – I've been invited to this country, but I, I don't know how I would walk. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't ski. But, you know, they're the ones paying for 
the pollution of two big countries. Yes. And all they want is they want to switch away from their cars. They want to ride bicycles, mountain bikes, uh, you know. But I don't know what, what's going to end there. But there are, there are countries that are, are being flooded away, you know, and, and, and that's going to uh, increase. This stuff, this guy not agreeing to a climate accord, he's an idiot. It's just like he didn't agree to the Iran thing. And now Iran uh, is going to build nuclear, uh, nuclear-grade uh, uranium. Right, he, and it's because of the fact that he pulled out. Right, you can't pull out of a treaty and then say it's their fault. You know, you yeah, can't I do mean, that. And then he's threatening warfare, and uh, our, sh- our ships would be like a shooting. I, <laughs> I hate to talk military, but our Navy would be a shooting gallery for, uh, for weapons. I mean, they're a shooting gallery when they go past the Chinese coast. Yes, and he's yes. alienating a lot of the people over there. He alienated Japan. Uh, I don't know where South Korea is anymore. I, I, it, there, it, you don't even hear about is. South Korea anymore since he's been so chummy with North Korea. Um, yeah, he, he stopped all the, uh, you know, the uh, whatever, the, the the rehearsals that they would have for preparation. I, I don't think he's doing – look, I don't know how. He's probably going to pull this out. I don't know who the strongest duo or, or that's going to be. But uh, we can't live with the kind of environment. I mean, we got suckered by Christie on a small scale. And this yes. stuff that's happening in New Jersey now, uh, this, this is great. First of all, it's greatly going to affect our economy. The shore area, it, it brings in big money, and those people need that money. Well, you you have, you're right. Market. And you have the north and you have the south, the north with the lakes and the south with all the beaches. And what scares me is that what's, what's typical, and it's, this is a horrific thing to say, but um, what's typical of, of really huge corporations or towns that they, they're so concerned about the economics where they'll just kind of not get into the, the aspects that are going on, no different than, than the uh, – Tobacco industry, by uh, knowing what was going on and how dangerous it was, not saying anything, and yet putting addictive things within cigarettes, yes, they were. Just like uh, people that were putting out Coke years ago, they had to remove many, many years ago, and I'm sure you know this, there was an addictive part, uh, a different, uh, particularly (laughs) addictive quality to it. There was an ingredient in it, It and it had to be removed, (laughs) yes. So, I mean, there's a lot of th- things that are done for the wrong reasons, and it's short goal. Uh, that's what it is, short-range thinking. You know, short goals making money. That's right. Coal short goals in terms of I want to stay elected and I want people to be happy, rather than looking down the road, the long-range effects of things that are being done. And that's what I'm saying. We're going to taste everything. Yes. And the people like to say, well, what can we do? Well, you have to contact your, you know, your senators, and you have to contact your, uh, your uh, legislators. You have to say, listen, this is not right. It isn't right to have someone who's the head of the EPA that is a, a, coal, a former coal lobbyist. It isn't right to have someone who's in charge of the FCC who was a big-time lawyer for Verizon. I mean, which is why you yeah. have these issues. You can It's a conflict of interest. I don't it, know why any- – I mean, every appointee that he right. makes <laughs> yes. is somebody that has a, a spin that shouldn't be there. I mean, even going through the whole day listening to about Epstein, uh, yes. that yes. lawyer, that attorney general 
or whatever the hell he is. Uh, that guy, uh, what, uh, what's his name, uh, was on the on the ice today. He oh, yes, no yes. damn good. And you why, know, it, it's favors, favors to people because you do this for me, I'll do that for you. But it doesn't change because the people made the assumption that, well, we don't want the politics as usual. We'll put a private sector person in. It is actually worse because now this, this particular person who's private sector has never done had anyone else to think about, has only done things with his his own way, and has proceeded to do the same in a very the most important public sector job, and you're placed yes. there to protect the rights of the people, all people, and it's not happening. You no, know, they're selling you, us off. Yeah, and you know they're actually down the line. We're going to pay heavily for this. If we Most survive, definitely. because we might even have a nuclear war, but uh, and, and that would be it. Uh, all the wrong people, never a quality pick. No, I, and, I and matter of fact, it usually goes down the line, and there's quite a few that had to resign, and quite a few, you know, just one, uh, the EPA, how many, from Scott Pruitt all the way down, there's been about four or five of them that had to leave because of, of, of um, use of funds. Or, or yes, time. corruption, use of funds. Um, you know, ties to the government, uh, you know, the, to private industries and doing things for them. And and this is not the way you run a country. It's not the way you no, run I, a country. No, I hope that the, the Democrats put up a good team or maybe somebody like Bloomberg spends a billion dollars or, or more. But um, <clears throat> this cannot continue. We will not survive four more years or, or the next two years and, 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 and then, the, you know, the rest after that. And, and it's got long-range, very long-range effects because it's not just within this country. It's global, as you just said. It's global. It's not just here. I mean, it's bad enough <laughs> that it's the entire country that's suffering because, um, you know, you have a problem, you plug it up with something here. Oh, yeah. And I still can't, and I, I really don't want to get off on, on this now, but, you know, I still have a problem with the fact that you give uh, major tax breaks to huge corporations yes. where majority, over half of the um, people employed are part-time and only get an hourly wage. And they also outsource. Why are there no checks and balances? Because we, uh, he's gotten away with a party that looked the other way. That's the problem because I never expected – you take a guy like Lindsey Graham. I idolized. I mean, I don't believe in war, but uh, but I liked uh, Senator McCain. I thought he would, would cross the aisle. You know, people are saying Biden about crossing the aisle. Okay, I don't know about crossing a aisle, or, or, uh, aisle with racists, but you, occasionally that's what politics is about. Because I grew up believing in, uh, you know, the guy that went to Washington. What was it, Mr. Smith? And yeah. maybe that's too idealistic, or Mrs. Smith today. But, you know, that's what it's, it's supposed to be about the people. It's not about rewarding uh, uh, polluters and uh, coal mines. You know what? I, a um, couple of things in my experience. In 1968, I worked for Robert Kennedy. I worked in West Virginia, uh, a terrible state. My ancestors were either rich or they were coal miners. They were wealthy right. on my father's side. And, uh, um, you know, and, and seeing, and I, and, you know, my grandfather climbed out of the coal mine. He went to World War One, and he, he became an uh, FBI or a Treasury agent, uh, probably locking up my Irish side of my family. But uh, the thing is that uh, 
it's there is no future in coal mines. There's nothing he's going to do. They just simply blow the mine. They used to only blow the mountains away in the in the west. Now they do it in West Virginia. Whole scale mountains. It and we don't need coal. We have all these other factors. Even at High Point State Park, you know, you could put uh, windmills or whatever up there, and you're going to generate power. And you could do the same thing in the uh, in the, in our in our ocean, and that's clean power. That's Most why people are protesting down in my old hometown because uh, New York City and uh, actually our governors allowed it to build a New York City power plant in my hometown and the next town over, North Bergen. I grew up in Richfield. Uh, okay. So we have two two power plants within 300 yards of each other. That doesn't wow. make sense to me. And you know what? New York, and it's going to run a cable under the Hudson River. Now, New York was committed to all kinds of the state and the city to, uh, you know, wind power, electric power. <coughs> Why right. do they need that? You know, and it, it, the Meadowlands was finally, uh, I grew up in that area. I, I didn't do it. My, my brother used to trap muskrat. I would never do that. But, I mean, there's fish there now. There's a, a lot of wildlife. You might even see a deer or two that snuck down from yes. probably yes. Barrett Park in Patterson. But, the, you know, now this is going to change the whole thing. Why do you do it? Why do you allow it? You know, and there's fish and whatever that organization is, fish and water. The wild and, and gang. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they bring other groups with them, too. The guy tonight was supposed to be from the Sierra Club. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, he, Maybe he, he couldn't looking, connect. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I, <laughs> he's in the mountain, too, I guess. I don't know. No, he's in Hamburg. He should have made that. But, uh, yeah, that's what's happening. We've got all the polluters in charge now. But don't you think that goes back to the – I always – my thing is that with lobbying, with these huge corporations that have mega money, uh, now favors arose. So, I mean, when you start looking at, like, um, you know, groups like Amazon, and, uh, you know, your – Amazon's a good example. Oh, please. Yeah, Amazon and Google I have problems with because the amount of money they make and no taxes, and thank you, Mr. President, not only did you give them, you know, no taxes, you also allowed them deductions, which you and I are not allowed (laughs) to have, not one deduction anymore. So um, you can't do it. You have to do it the European way, you know, in the sense that in some of the countries, you know, Scandinavia – Equal airtime, no lobbying, it's paid for by the taxpayers, and therefore they have no reason to succumb to these mega corporations. Well, you're 100% right, but one of the problems is, is look what they just did. Uh, when we were watching one court decision, they passed the gerrymandering thing. Yes. You know, yes. The, five, the five idiots that they have in a court. You know, one guy, Roberts, tries to pretend that he's, uh, he's in the middle, but he's not. I mean, uh, Warren, uh, who was on the court and was appointed by a Republican years ago, he was a moderate in the end. He just made judgments, not political judgments. So some of these states are going to be re- remain Republican for years to come. Even Sussex County. We don't have a fair t- – you mentioned Gottheimer. It's been um, – the last Democrat before Gottheimer was uh, Andy McGuire. I don't and, even know. Uh, All I remember is Scott Garrett. Who was there? How many Scott, times? I ran, actually, did I nothing. ran against Scott Garrett. I got to say, did nothing, absolutely experience. nothing. And what does he run now? Some kind of a banking position, you know? He's global. on the SEC. That's right. The, that's right. <laughs> he shouldn't be there. No, this guy doesn't. 
you know, you could take the Bushes. You know, they a crazy war by the younger one, but the older one at least had some sense. He would, he, he would, they would make ridiculous wars. I mean, all even Democrats have done that, but they made some rightful picks. Some of them are on the are on the court, uh, you know. And and Clinton uh, pointed Arby's, uh, 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 what's her name? I'm going to call her RBG because every every commercial in my email, yeah. Yeah, every commercial in my email says she's going. She's going to be pulled away. She might die. That's true. And but these Republicans, McConnell, and I hope the uh, the flight lady wins because I'd love to see him go. I mean, these de- these Republicans eventually are going to be slammed. Even by the I have, 20 a, or I have 30 a problem days. with the fact that the House finally the House is bringing some things, some some things, resolutions to the floor. They get passed. And they go to McConnell, you know, to the Senate, and he refuses to even have it brought to the floor. And I have a very hard time understanding how that is allowed. That should be a race. They should support that woman like uh, what happened in the 11th District. Uh, she's, um, she's a fighter pilot, too. Uh, you oh, know, and, and she's Cheryl, yeah. Mickey Cheryl, and uh, right. maybe that's withdrawal. That goes well in Kentucky. Uh, he's got to go. He's not only him, but his wife is willing dealing with the Chinese. Chow. Oh, not only that, she is handing out which bureau. I mentioned that the the other week. Which bureau does she head? Oh, she God. heads. Which I was shocked. She heads a no. bureau. Let's go back now and go back to my pages here of most. But yeah, she heads a bureau. And matter of fact, she was pushing money, and in terms of grants, to him, to Kentucky, because he's yeah. up for re-election. He's yeah, up for that's re-election. That's, there's no ethics. It isn't. You know, this is the problem. Jersey, code of I ethics, am, code of conduct. Again, another violation. He won a case. Trump won a case today. Uh, over in Malia, uh, Yamalans, uh, how do you say it? Amalia, <laughs> I forget it. That clause, and he shouldn't have right. won. He shouldn't have won it. His his clubs are used for political purposes. Yes. And I don't know how many times. I, I don't know what the both the Post and the New York Times have have made comment how many times he's gone to uh, you know golf golfing at his places. You know he blasted uh, Obama, but Obama went largely to either Hawaii. Or he went to military bases. No cost to the taxpayers. Uh, this is, you know, this guy has hatred. It's, it's obviously racist hatred, uh, but uh, you know he gets away with it. And uh, we're, we're going to have real problems if he gets yeah. another term. I can't imagine the politics, uh, the inertia. We we almost had a war with Iran, a war we probably would have been brutalized. I mean, we we only have eleven aircraft carriers. I don't even think they're really useful anymore. You know, they're a big, big, big ship with a lot of airplanes and a lot of soldiers, thousands of soldiers, and it just takes a good hit to destroy them. And uh, uh, here we are, you know, getting close to – we could have made a deal with uh, Iran. We should have stuck to it. That one was working. The Europeans wanted – Exactly. Years ago, I did a a study on Iran. I submitted it to the – uh, Radio for Europe or one of them because I wanted to uh, get out of I worked for the Department of Labor and I wanted to get out I wanted to do that um, and 
it, I followed that thing, and I had guessed. I found a model of revolution, and I figured this guy was going to lose based on that model. He was going to go out the shot. Uh, I was, I was a kid. I went on an eighth grade trip. He was in the White House with uh, Kennedy uh, at that time. But in any event, um, they overthrew him. Uh, Comini, uh, the, the guy over, uh, uh, it was in Europe, and he was blaring back his own uh, radio-free Iran, and uh, he went out. And uh, in, in my day, when I was younger, uh, Iranian kids went to Philly Dickinson and American colleges in New York. Yes, Earth. yes. And, uh, they, you know, he, he did put a good value on uh, education, uh, the Shah, although he wasn't really entitled to be there. He was put up by... UK and the United States. Yes, he but was. We had a chance. You know, the thing is, Astrid, that population, 50% of that population are young people. Yes. You can't tell me there's no way. They want to deal with Europe. First, they do believe in their religion, but they don't believe in uh, Russian, the Russian form of religion, and they don't believe in the Chinese form of religion. No. Uh, they really cater more to European values than that. And it's this guy, our guy, uh, I don't know, his military would have to rebel against him, and that would, then, we'd, then we'd have a dictatorship. It would be something like Nick, uh, Venezuela. But Most definitely. This is crazy. This was a crazy war. Meanwhile, you don't do anything with Korea, South Korea. You constantly call this guy your friend, you love him, he writes the most brilliant Well, because you know what it is. We're forgetting that he is not dealing with this as a politician. He is thinking, as he always has in terms of business, of what's best for him, the deal, the art of the deal. And that's what he yeah. does. He approaches it as the art of the deal. And going back to Elaine Chow, who was married to Mitch McConnell, she was a sec- she's a secretary of transportation. And what had happened that's is she, she designated one of her staffers to direct $78 million in federal grants specifically to transportations in her husband's home state of Kentucky, which goes against the code of ethics. Ethics. <laughs> it is a conflict of interest. If McCain was alive, he would be standing on the floor of the Senate. This guy, McConnell, is a disaster. Lindsey Grant is, I don't know what to call him. They don't have any values. I mean, there's only one Republican congressman has stood up against this administration. During the Nixon term, uh, Nixon was in a power Republican. Republicans stood up against him. I remember someone saying to me, you know, what's been lost in the Republican Party is that it is all one way. It's the only thing that's accepted. There are no moderates. Whereas in the Democratic Party, and, and people see this as a flaw, but it isn't. There it, it is a whole range from positive to negative numbers of different types of beliefs. And it is healthy to have a wide range. That's what people don't understand. To have different views, some that go more to the left, the right, and then there are the moderates. Um, That isn't the case anymore with the Republicans. No, they don't have it. They're all right. right. Extreme and, right, uh, and 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 now with him, it is only acceptable. It's like a loyalty pledge. It is only acceptable to be that way, and, and that's a little frightening. I, you know, where you lose I the right to express your opinion. <laughs> a guy like Peter King, who's in New York City, 
why doesn't he stand up? Does he really believe this? He's a, I mean, he palled around with, uh, with uh, Rudy, but he didn't like Rudy. I don't think anybody really likes Rudy. Uh, but Peter King, that's the kind of Republican I would look to stand up and say we've had enough. Even the ones we had in New Jersey, uh, you know, but they just shut their mouth, and lucky a couple of them were removed. But, right. You know, and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. There's nothing. Uh, you, you, you brought up the House. The House will bring up some great, great ideas, and they go nowhere. Right. Once they reach the Senate, they go nowhere. Uh, you know, health care is going to be a big issue. I, I hope it does. I hope it's enough to sink him. Uh, but, you know, a lot of uh, pundits, I don't know if they count, think he's going to win. I don't think we can tolerate as a nation additional four more years of him. Right. Well, you know, I, I, crazy really, what it looks like to me is like, and I was thinking about it today, I said this is like a modern civil war going on in our country. And the only thing I can think of is that, you know, people, I remember when, when Nixon went through his whole thing, there was this um, major decline in ethics in terms of business. Well, I can lie. The president lies. And I think that that maybe the way he carries on and, and the way he talks gives permission for certain people, you know, for people to act that way. But meanwhile, it's a contradiction because in school you're considered a bully if you talk that way. As a public employee, as an educator, I could never say the things he say, says. I would lose my wow. not only my job but my pension, and that's where the problem is. You can't make exceptions to the rule and say, "Well, that's okay." If it's not okay on the lower level, and that's what people have to stop and think about, it comes down to not the party. It comes down to the code of conduct and a code of ethics. And if you wouldn't want it, the golden rule. If you wouldn't want it done to you or your child, why is it allowable? Okay. To, for you to do it to someone else, you know, because, and, and in the horrible part is you hear people say, "Because I can," because I can. I want to give and, you before we run out of time. I want to give you first of all, I can't stand this guy. Hal works. Uh, oh. I, I worked for him. <laughs> I made him look good. I had problems with him. Uh, I left. Uh, I, I I ran two counties for the Department of Labor. Uh, uh, during Littell's tenure. If Littell remained, I would have probably wound up being commissioner in this administration. But how works with this sheriff's thing? It's ridiculous. You know, uh, and I'm talking about the immigrants now, uh, right. you know, where right. we're going to put them and how works and the, the, the Sussex County. I handled agriculture while I was running uh, government offices in two counties, Warren and Sussex. There aren't that many immigrants anymore that come in there. There are immigrants no. in Newton. Some of them own restaurants and stores. Yes. Some of them, uh, you know, may work on a farm and a or a nursery on a day, or, or some may be going to college. But right. it's, it's kind of pure racist to, to keep bringing up this issue. Now, I was a friend of Mr. Strada, the uh, sheriff. The sheriff. Right. Uh, I, I, my son started telling me about the, you know, the other people and everything. I was going to bring him on the show. I was going to have him on. But then I just figured he's part of the problem. You know, uh, this is ridiculous. Harassing now the attorney general because he's doing the right thing. This president, you know, he lies before us. He tells us that people are safe in his shelters and a girl gets raped and people die. 
And, you know, there's always an excuse. I'm going to bring everybody along, and I'm going to see the shelters. These people, they're not causing any damage. Yes, they broke the law. They came back. Maybe a handful came up here. They're no longer a, a large – certainly not in Sussex County. No. I mean, I, in, the, in the 70s, I had to tell farm workers their rights. Because there was a court decision, the Judge Ritchie decision. I brought my – she wasn't my wife then, but I drove down to South Jersey – waited for the rooster to crow, and then chased the vans to tell them they're right. <laughs> they just wanted to pick cranberries. The thing is, it's, it's racist. Why does our county have to stand out as a racist county on issues like that? They had Republicans that think different. Uh, uh, Jonathan Rose, who was a freeholder, I think he was a little different. I mean, I've had talks with him. Uh, some people don't like Carl, uh, Carl Lazaro, who was our freeholder. I think I mellowed him a bit, but there's a lot going wrong in that thing. I mean, uh, even the nursing home, you know, the the people that took over our uh, oldest nursing home, uh, they actually locked up Filipino nurses in New York almost like slaves. When they came home, they were locked up. They wound up taking over the largest nursing home. Uh, I forget the name of it now. I, I actually campaigned there. But that's what the, the politicians that are up there, they're no different than anybody else, uh, uh, you know, than what you got in Washington. They would never get elected in any other county because the other counties have all elected. The ones that had counties like Sussex have all elected de- Democratic uh, Congress, Congress people. Well, we got we got our we got Gottheimer as our Democrat in Sussex. And I think he goes all the way over to Hercules area. But and on that, on, yes. on that on that on that note, uh, we have two more minutes left. Okay, but you know, it comes down to the it comes down to the fact that you have to realize there's more than just you, and and the pendulum is swinging too much to the me me me, and not enough to to the fact that. Uh, you know, there were other people because the attitude now is whether it be politicians and, like I said, these particular people have given the oath that are in have given the okay to act that way. But it's not okay, and people do know that deep down inside. It's not okay to be a bully. It's not okay to make uh, someone else suffer at your expense, and it's not okay to ruin the environment. And what can you do? Yes, you can do things, and people do need to go there to what website and see some of the sites that you have given them and I had given them in terms of seeing the truism and what you can do to protect your waters. And um, uh, the other thing is, like, look at who just stood up. Workers at Wayfair went out Mm. on strike and said, no, we will not. We will not have our company. We will not work for a company that is going to provide cots for these ridiculous places that are private, that are getting money to house these people like concentration camps. That's what it is. You hit it right on the head. There you go. So the little man can stand up. You know, there's proof of that. You know, and more of it is, I think, has to happen and is going to happen as we see it progress further and further. My point is that instead of people chatting on Facebook, I, I belong to some of those chatting circles, but you get nothing done. No. We really have to get to the point where we start getting to the streets, getting down to the Washington. All right, there are some small groups that go down, but this is only going to end with massive, with 
you know, I'm tired of listening to uh, w, uh, MSNBC and CNN. I, I, I want to see action. And that's what we need. We need action. So the Democrats that do run are galvanized. You know, uh, I wish Pelosi would allow impeachment. I really think that that's what we, we really need to have some kind of hearings. We'll know next week uh, with, uh, with the Mueller testimony. I hope he comes through. We'll Barr see what happens. Never been confirmed. As but going guest. back to our, our waterways, do what you can do and contact people and don't just sit idly by and, like you just said, you know, look into it. Do your research, contact people, ask questions. And on that note, uh, we have to wrap up. Thank you so very much. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, I look and forward Bill. to our next conversation. I'll see you on Saturday. Most definitely. And thank you so much, Bill, for all of your information. You're an uh, unbelievable My source. Um, you're both awesome. Take care. And uh, to all who joined us, thank you so very much. Until next time, from all of us to all of you, joyous journeys and happy adventures. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. <laughs>